0: That gets you to right at 2,000 calories. Also, like 170 grams of protein, which is plenty of enough protein for almost anyone. And that's just a little over $4, and that's a lot of food. Welcome to the FI show, where you get a behind the scenes look into financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Financial Independent Show, where Justin, master of all groceries, is going to talk to us about how he's spending just over an average of $100 every month on groceries in total. But before we do that, let me check in with Justin and what he's got going on. What's up, man?
0: Hey, Cody. Yeah, it's been a busy week all around the local area, so no real travel, but it's been a super busy week. Um, as I mentioned last week, we got the Airbnb going, and we got two different bookings for a total of four different days this week. So Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, we're all booked from two different guests, but that's really not been any issue, no no trouble, just a little update for the listeners and I actually don't really have to do much other than just washing the sheets for that room. It's very easy to kind of flip between guests. Some of the more fun activities that we had were um my buddies came up to Austin from San Antonio to watch a NBA game for the San Antonio Spurs. Sometimes they do this where they'll come up to Austin and play some games. And they happen to be playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, which my friend is from Minnesota. So it all works out perfect. We got some free tickets off Ticks. So that was cool. There was a kind of DJ, electronic music kind of artist playing out at this really cool venue that looks like a big airplane hangar out actually kind of near the airport in Austin. I think he's actually a fairly well-known artist. I just don't typically listen to a ton of that music. (laughs) so. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember his name, but me and Leslie got tickets and we've we'd been wanting to check out the venue for a long time. And it was a lot of fun. Like it's just not something I typically listen to in the car or anything like that, but it's a lot of fun to go to in person. We also did one of our weekly kind of date nights. It's always a surprise for the other person. And mine was this week. And I've actually done this before where the date night is actually us going and volunteering somewhere, but it's like these cool events. So one time we did this thing that was this big art installation out at the Wildflower Center. This one is another kind of art installation thing with all these funky, different colored like lights and big, just really kind of odd art installations down by the water downtown. But a lot of them are not only is it like the physical art, but then they also are lit up too with a lot of neon lights. So that's pretty cool. We did a movie with Leslie's brother for his birthday and then rounding it all out, sadly... Sunday, I had to spend all day doing my taxes because I kind of wait to the last minute and uh, (laughs) I hate doing my taxes.
1: (laughs) I love how a financial independence podcast host waits till the absolute last weekend to get his taxes done. That's awesome. (laughs) You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect to hit financial independence. But for me, we went into Boston on Friday night to visit a couple of friends who moved out there, had an awesome night out in Boston. Then kind of came back to Central Mass, the hometown, for the weekend for Easter. We did a little bit of Easter hopping where I went to my aunt's Easter, and then we went to Easter over at Lauren's dad's house. That was a ton of fun, as always. People probably pick up on this theme. Every single event, every single holiday, I always overeat. (laughs) I think it's just because I'm like a clean plate clubber till death, so I will just try to eat as much food as humanly possible because I don't want it to go to waste. People aren't going to take it home. I'm like, oh man, I you know I got to load up another plate. Why not? And so I'm always hurting after, but it's so good in the moment, so it's all worth it. And then on the business front, it was a lot of doing updates to the e printables course I mentioned last week. We welcomed a few hundred new students in there, so it's basically doing a full course review, making little tweaks here and there to just bring everything up to speed and get everyone the most up to date information possible. And real quick, Justin, before we dive into the episode, just want to give you all listening the link to refer back to everything we talk about. Cause I'm guessing this is going to be one that people share with their friends. Because Justin, this is one of the most common questions you get. I've seen people online. They're like, that's impossible. There's no way you spend that little on groceries every month. So the link for this episode is going to be the slash grocery. That's the fiveshow.com slash G-R-O-C-E-R-Y. All right, let's kick this thing off, Justin. So I know you mentioned to me, and I know I mentioned quickly in the very beginning of the episode, the average you've been spending in 2023. Unfortunately, inflation has kind of increased your grocery numbers, and it used to be like $60 a month. What have you been spending over the past couple of months? And you how know, how is it all shaken out?
0: Yeah, I was feeling a little disappointed in myself when I ran the numbers because I'm <laughs> used to that like $60, $70 kind of range. So when I look back at like April 2022 till now, it's averaging about $107 a month, which I think is still pretty good. But it just I was like, man, inflation got me.
1: (laughs) Can't escape inflation. So what are the types of things that you're buying? Obviously, we don't have to get through the entire grocery list, or maybe that would be helpful. I don't know how detailed you have it broken down, Justin, into like every single line item like chicken, asparagus, broccoli, (laughs) granola bars. Like, I think listeners would just be really interested. I'd be really interested to hear because I definitely spend way more than that I mean I think I spend more than that per week. <laughs> so how are you making this work?
0: <laughs> yeah, so traditionally with my tracking I just keep up with how much money I spend in general at the grocery store just for groceries and don't really keep it up line by line. But luckily over these last probably like 3 months, you know, I've been really trying to to dial in my nutrition and I've been tracking a lot more of my like actual meals every day. So while I don't have like this is exactly what I bought on this day I do have how much I spend every month and I do have a ton of examples of the things that I'm buying and what a day would look like and how much that day would cost because I know the cost of a lot of these things. So we can definitely break a lot of that down. I do mostly kind of fruits, vegetables, unprepared meats, you know, so I'm just going to the deli counter, getting chicken breasts, buying whole pork loins and cutting them up for like pork chops and buying a lot of broccoli Sweet potatoes, green beans, Brussels sprouts, Roma tomatoes. Love those. Those are always cheap and uh, a nice little filler. Eggs, oats, bananas, strawberries. It's kind of funny. Like I feel like I'm always getting into something, and I I kind of get in a rhythm of I'm eating very similar things. Like I've got my go to list that I'm getting, and then eventually, for whatever reason, whether it's the price of one thing really changes or I discover a different thing that I like to make, it'll kind of change completely. Like I used to eat so many breakfast tacos and I can't remember the last time we even bought tortillas now because, you know, I have been trying to really dial in my weight and everything. And so it just makes it a little tougher for me because the tortilla has like so many more kind of empty calories and I'd rather replace that with something that's going to fill me up a lot more. So that one has kind of gotten scratched from the list. But breakfast tacos are a great one for folks. And uh, we'll kind of talk a little bit about maybe what's a day look like when I'm really trying to keep things dialed in? What's a day when I'm not? What's like a cheaper version of a very similar day that's the kind of the same calories and macros, but just a a way to do it a little cheaper. So yeah, we can talk about all that.
1: Yeah, I think I want to first focus on like the actual shopping of the items. And then we can get into like, Maybe some meal ideas and how you're planning out your meals for the week and all that stuff. So in order to save this much money, are you doing like crazy bulk shopping? Like, for example, let's say, you know, chicken's on sale for $1.99 a pound. And you're like, I'm going to go buy 15 pounds of chicken and freeze a ton of it. Or like this broccoli is on sale. This is crazy. or these avocados and you just go and load up on like an ungodly amount of that item? Is that how you're doing a lot of this saving? And then you just like eat broccoli for the whole month in that example?
0: (laughs) So we actually very rarely buy anything that we're going to take and then freeze. Now that doesn't mean we don't buy like a good bit of it for that week, but that's kind of goes back to I when I've talked about things like this in the past, I'll often say as a kind of counter argument to things you may hear other places where they're like, okay, when you go into the grocery store, have a really detailed list. So that way you don't accidentally go off script and go buy something you shouldn't. And my thing is kind of, being a little bit more open-minded when you go into the grocery store and knowing like, okay, I need a protein. I need a carb. I need a vegetable. And then whatever is on sale, you kind of just do that. I mean like this week, green beans are on sale for 67 cents a pound and sweet potatoes are on sale for 67 cents a pound. Green beans haven't been on sale for quite a while. So I haven't had green beans in a while, but broccoli was on sale last week, you know? So I'm not ever worried about like really bulking up on one thing. Cause there's always going to be another sale And most people live somewhere where you've got access to multiple grocery stores. And so like for us, H-E-B is a big Texas chain. Randall's is another big chain. And so I could just look at both ads and pick and choose like, okay, I'll walk next door and get some stuff from H-E-B. Randall's is next door to my gym and I'll just pick and choose which ones things are on sale for.
1: So you are getting specific items at different places though. So it's really not like
0: that dialed in as far as only one location is where I always get this one thing from. But that for that given week, you know, that would be true. So for that given week, you know, Randall's has the green beans on sale, but maybe HEB has their eggs on sale. So there's also these promotions that you can take advantage of that are like tied to your kind of shopper ID, which is generally your phone number, right? And so sometimes it'll be like $20 off your first curbside order of $70 or more. Well, like, I can make an account for me. It's a regional grocery store. So my mom's never going to need it. I can make an account with my mom's number. I can use Leslie's number. Like you can also use things like that multiple times, but no, I don't like have one specific store that I go to for one thing. I just always kind of keep it up in mind.
1: And are you doing anything like, it doesn't sound like it, but are you couponing? Like you seeing like a mega deal and like, that's the reason you go to the store and you bring in the coupon so you can get, you know, your laundry detergent for the rest of the year. <laughs>
0: No, so that's the other thing is a lot of people think, oh, well, this must be a ton of work as far as the research and everything. And I don't do like the extreme couponing. I do look in my app for the specific grocery store because a lot of times just at the very top will be some really good like specifically for you kind of coupons. And real quick, what app is that? The app I'm talking about right now, I'm just saying like the stores app. So like if I'm going to Randall's, their app. And so you have to be signed into your account. And when you click all these digital coupons real quick, it's just being added to and linked to your phone number. So you enter your phone number at the checkout. You're not sitting there trying to find these things or, you know, cut them out of a physical paper. It's literally just opening your app for Randall's. For instance, they call it like the just for you section. And so you click that tab. And then just, I'll just quickly scroll and see if there's anything of the stuff that I was planning on buying anyway. And sometimes there'll be something that maybe I wasn't planning on buying, but it's just like such a crazy deal where they're basically like giving it away. So I'll go ahead and add that and get that too. And then on top of that, like it's not couponing at all, but as far as making it really efficient to know what's on sale, when you get a sale paper, you know, a lot of times it's four or five pages long front and back. 99% 99% of the time, everything that is actually worth paying attention to is on the very first page on the top half, right there, dead center. Like if they're going to have a really good deal, like that's what they're trying to get people into the grocery store with. So like when I mentioned the 67 cent sweet potatoes, or like if you have 50 pound strawberries, or you have seventy nine chicken breasts, like whatever it is, those are generally always going to be just dead center in the front. So you can Google insert name of your local grocery store or chain weekly flyer and it'll pop up most grocery stores for whatever reason seem to change on like Wednesdays so that's the other thing is like if there's a really good sale you know maybe you can end up hitting it twice like the start of the week and the end of the week and generally the day before that sale changes you can see the preview for the next day and the funny thing is they generally only show you like the first page But like I said before, that's all that really matters. So you can see the preview for the next week and decide, okay, do I want to go back today and get some more of the stuff they've had on sale this week? Or am I actually about to get a better sale tomorrow and I'll just wait till tomorrow?
1: Okay, that makes sense. In terms of frequency, how often are you going? It sounds like... Once a week, it sounds like you're, you know, maybe hitting that one the Randall's, and then you have like HEB next to your gym. You're not like driving all around the city every single day just because like strawberries are on Tuesday and then like chickens on Thursday and asparagus is on Friday. It sounds like once a week, but correct me if I'm wrong.
0: So, we actually probably do go to the grocery store more than once a week most weeks, but the grocery store is literally next door to our gym. So, we just walk over there after class and it's not busy at all like no one is there and the great thing about going first thing in the morning is all those things that are on a really good deal are actually in stock which isn't always true if you go at like you know six seven o'clock at night also if it's something that's kind of unique where it's not just like a fruit or vegetable it's more of a packaged item that is a crazy sale like let's say soup or something it might be a good idea to go early on the very first day that that sale is coming on so that way you don't have to worry about it getting completely bought out of stock and them just not restocking until the sale is over because sometimes they do that.
1: Okay, okay. I know a lot of people who are listening to this, probably even just going into this episode are going to be like, this guy's eating frigging rice and beans. He's probably a <laughs> slob. He's probably like, all of his blood tests will come back terrible. From looks, you look like you're in the best shape you've ever been in. And so what types of things are you eating? Like, I don't know if you have like, A quick hit list. I know for me and Lauren, like we're eating very similar meals week in and week out. We do slight alterations and we like to experiment with different stuff, but do you have like a maybe quick hit list of the top 10 meals that you guys are making at home?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I have a real big sweet tooth, so I do have to mix in some things like protein shakes or like protein oatmeal or things like that. I I try to find ways to use protein powder to replace the things with actual sugar in it because I have such a sweet tooth. (laughs) I love Um, how that's
1: your sweet tooth, (laughs) protein (laughs) shakes.
0: (laughs) So I've actually, as a side note, have dialed in my protein shake when it's just almond milk, protein powder, and ice, but it's like a Wendy's Frosty, like the consistency, everything, it's amazing. It really hits the spot. You can throw a little like PB fit in there if you need to but that and then like fruit within the protein shakes. I'll also try to, and I know this isn't exactly, you know, answering the question, but I will get to that. When I go home, like to Mississippi, there's these like discount grocery stores. And a lot of times it's stuff that's like about to go out of sale. And I would normally never buy like protein bars because they're just so expensive for the most part. But like when I went home, I was able to get these cases. So like where there's 12 bars in a pack of Quest bars, which most of the time are like a pack of those. It's like 20-something dollars, like $24 or something. Um, I was getting them for $2 a case. Um, <laughs> and I wish, I still regret not buying every single one that they had because they were so good, these like peanut butter chocolate quest bars. But no, my my like go-to meals, like so for breakfast, a lot of times we do these, we just call them savory bowls. So just buying the big canisters of the old-fashioned oats, throw a little water in there, season it up with some like garlic powder, salt, pepper, throw that in the microwave and then throw in a couple eggs and maybe even like a little shredded chicken or something that we've got from where we've meal prepped for lunches and dinners. And that's a real simple go-to breakfast that we often use. And if you think about it from like a pricing standpoint, a half a cup of oats, which is a normal serving and two eggs, that's like 53 cents. And then, you know, you just throw in some like salt and pepper and garlic powder, maybe some cilantro, you know, maybe you got some kind of condiment that you want to throw on there. Maybe you want to throw in a little bit of chicken. And if you throw in like, let's say 50 grams of chicken, that's like 30 cents, you know? So now you're up to 83 cents for breakfast and you've got (laughs) a pretty solid breakfast that if you did that would have like 35 grams of protein as well. So pretty good start to the day.
1: We'll be right back after a quick word from one of our sponsors. Today's sponsor is one I use on a daily basis in my company, Gold City Ventures. That is the sound of a sale in your Shopify store. But did you know that Shopify now also powers in-person selling? Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store or small business. Accept payments, manage inventory, they have everything. Shopify brings together your in-person and online sales business into one source of truth. One dashboard, everything in one place. You know exactly what's going on. And now they have all these customization options. They have plug-and-play tools that you can integrate with Instagram or TikTok or wherever. You can take your payments by phone or by tablet. Shopify makes it easy. Plus, if you have any questions, their support team is there to help you. I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs in this audience and Shopify POS just breaks down that barrier to accepting payments with your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fyshow, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash fyshow to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash fyshow. Now back to the show.
0: And then for like lunch and dinner, our lunches and dinners often look very similar to each other. And again like I said before, you know, it's going to kind of depend on what's on sale that week. Like this week sweet potatoes are on sale and broccoli was on sale last week and we bought it, you know, a good bit of broccoli. So like this week it's grilled chicken, sweet potatoes, broccoli, you know, I'll probably throw in some more like fruit and stuff in the middle of the day, so I might do like a banana Might make some like banana oatmeal. And then the same thing with dinner. Probably gonna be some grilled chicken, like a sweet potato, broccoli, Roma tomatoes. Then for like that kind of late night snack, it's probably gonna be a protein shake, or maybe I'll take a sweet potato and heat it up and throw some peanut butter on it, which if you've never done is actually a very good dessert if you like peanut butter. And so that's kind of like a go to day right now. And every week it's a little different, you know, but it's generally gonna be some kind of grilled or baked protein, a vegetable. Some kind of carb, which is generally a form of a potato or oat, and uh, then mixing in some fruit and maybe some Greek yogurt and protein powder in there to just make sure I'm getting enough protein. And that's a that's a pretty common week for us, especially when we're trying to get our nutrition right. And like you said, I I think I probably am in the best like physical condition that I've ever been in.
1: So when you're talking about meal prepping, I know I used to do this when I was like at the peak of my frugality. I would literally eat the same meal for lunch and dinner for five days straight, are you going that crazy? Or is it just like generally you're using similar proteins, similar vegetables, because those are the ones that are on sale for that week? And it doesn't sound like it's the same exact meal, 10 meals in a row.
0: No, no. Yeah. So not the exact same meal every time. It's just kind of taking those same ingredients and reorganizing it in a different way. Sometimes maybe instead of having those oats like a savory meal for breakfast, maybe I'll make some kind of like big oat bowl thing for lunch you know sometimes i'll have my eggs maybe i'll have my protein shake that i would normally have like at dinner maybe i'll have that for breakfast and then at lunch i'll add some like fried eggs into my meal and like top off a dish with like a sunny side egg or something it's just taking those same basic ingredients and just kind of seasoning them in a different way or preparing them in a different way or comboing them up in a different way i mean you could take the same vegetable or the same meat and you can kind of make it like an asian flair or mexican flair or you know whatever you want to do and at least get some different flavors in there as well so the seasoning is a big part of it too
1: and so just doing some quick mental math here you mentioned you're averaging 107 dollars a month for the past 12 months that's like three and a half dollars a day and you mentioned breakfast is like 83 cents so you're looking at like 270 something i'm trying to do mental math on a podcast it's not working out (laughs) too high 270 something 275 for like lunch and dinner i just want to like break that down for people who are still kind of not conceptualizing how this is possible so let's say you got like chicken at 179 a pound i think that was a figure you just mentioned and you're getting sweet potatoes and broccoli for what was it 67 cents a pound so you could have like let's just make it really simple you know half a pound of chicken you can have half a pound of broccoli half a pound of sweet potato which is a ton of food <laughs> like that's a yeah. lot of food for you know what is that 179 divided by two so like 85 cents plus like 35 cents plus 35 cents mental math machine work 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 it's like 135 a meal times two 270 for those two meals and then you have that breakfast like that's that's 350 a day and that's a ton of food like that i think the meals i was just talking about are like 3000 calories plus for the day so is that pretty accurate
0: Yeah, so I could I could help you out and break it down like pretty granularly, and for what like a two thousand calorie day would look like. So let's say for a two thousand calorie day, you had just a half a cup of oats and two eggs for breakfast. So you didn't throw that chicken in there. That's fifty three cents. Then for lunch, let's say a lot of times I want some kind of snack before lunch, so I end up having like a banana, which is like a quarter, and a serving of peanut butter, which is about eleven cents. And then maybe I'm going to have 200 grams. And sorry for everyone, but I do everything in grams when I'm when I'm doing my meal prepping because it's just so much easier. And so then I'll have like 100 grams of pork loin and 100 grams of chicken. Let's say, let's say I want to kind of mix it up and have a little bit of chicken, a little bit of pork loin, and that's 200 grams of lean protein, which is about seven ounces. And then maybe I want to have like 300 grams of sweet potatoes, which is actually a pretty big sweet potato. And then, like a half a cup of oats. Like, let's say I'm gonna make some kind of big oat bowl. That would make lunch about $2.14. And then, if you had another 200 grams of lean protein, like chicken for dinner, and 200 more grams of sweet potatoes, and then another serving of peanut butter, that gets you to right at 2000 calories. Also, like 170 grams of protein, which is plenty of enough protein for almost anyone there's a certain level where there's kind of diminishing returns on how much protein you're getting. And that's just a little over $4. And that's a lot of food. And that's probably like more food than I always eat. You know, I'm actually most of the time shooting for close to like 1800 calories. If I'm like really trying to cut for some reason, you know, maybe I'll lower it down just a little But for the most part. I'm kind of doing like 1800 calories right now. Once we get back from the beach trip, you know, I might bump it up a little bit more, um, but you can always <laughs> swap stuff in and out. And that's like a, so that's about a $4 day of 2,000 calories. And the other thing to keep in mind, like when you're doing this, it's like, okay, if he's only spending $110 a month, you know, that's X, Y, Z, like, remember, you're not going to eat 90 meals in your home. There's going to be some reason. Like we were at, you know, this event last weekend where they had food there. So we had not, we didn't eat dinner at our house. We didn't pay for dinner. We go out to like someone's birthday there's like a family birthday dinner, and you know maybe like our parents pay for dinner that time, or whatever it is. Like there's, or you decide to eat out. There's going to be situations where you don't, you're not cooking your meal in your house. So very rarely you're going to eat all 90 meals in your house. So I would say like if it was an extreme situation where I was adding in the protein shakes, which are more expensive, and I ate every single meal at home, I'd probably be looking at about 180 bucks a month. Like if if I had two protein shakes a day, was really dialing in my macros, did not eat a single meal outside of the house. It would be about 180 bucks a month.
1: So for those who are interested in this, they want to start kind of hunting for deals, being more intentional, getting those $4 food days at home. When you're going into the grocery store, what is your plan? I know you mentioned your kind of anti-grocery list. Could you expand on that a little bit more?
0: Yeah. So like the other day, I was not planning on buying a pork loin, wasn't planning on buying any ground turkey, but I did because as I'm walking around like the meat department, I spot some of those, you know, you've probably seen them before. It's like an orange sticker on something where it's going to go out of date in a few days and it's 50% off. And so I wasn't planning on buying turkey, but if it's that cheap, why not? You know, if it fits within my nutritional kind of guidelines and, and the money that I'm trying to spend then I'll go ahead and pick that up. And if I went in the store and said, nope, I'm buying chicken today. Well, maybe chicken wasn't on sale at all, and it cost twice as much as the pork loin that was on sale. I just kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit. So that's the reason why I'm not really into specific grocery lists. If you know about a sale that's coming up, sure, it's like, okay, they have a big sale on broccoli. I'm going to definitely buy some broccoli. But I don't have just a specific list with a specific meals that I'm going to make. Because when I go into the store, almost always I'll see something that I wasn't thinking about Or there'll be something that's on some kind of manager special markdown going out of date soon or whatever it is that if I avoided would actually do me more harm than good. And I know myself well enough to know I'm not going to go in the grocery store and just start buying random packaged goods because I didn't go in with a list.
1: So now we are in the grocery store and you're kind of perusing and looking for deals and stuff. Are there items that are like on your almost always buy list, like the cost per meal or the cost per calorie is just so good and I guess on the flip side, are there any things that are just like always horrible in terms of cost per calorie, cost per meal?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I, I would say this is one like the horrible side. Soft drinks, I think, are a big thing a lot of people end up falling into where sometimes they can be almost $8 for a case of Coca-Cola's. There's no return on investment there. There's no nutritional <laughs> value in a soft drink. And listen, I love a Coke Zero as much as the next guy, but I just, you know, if I'm going out to eat where I can get free refills anyway, it's like, oh, I get my fix there. Or, you know, I, I go to some, I go into the office maybe or whatever it is. Like, I, I mean, I still have them, but I'm just don't buy them for the house. Cause it's, it's just a money pit for me. Um, and I'd go through them so fast anyway. Things that I always do buy is if chicken is on sale for $1.99 or less, then I'm probably going to end up picking up some chicken, always buying bananas. I'm always buying like a broccoli or a green bean or something, because generally, even when it's not on sale, it doesn't really get above $2 a pound. Same thing like like a russet potato. They're just never expensive. And so it's always a good move. Those old fashioned oats are pretty cheap and they don't really fluctuate in price up or down. I'm only going to buy like a nice steak for a special occasion. And some people, they really love that. And I'm I know that I have enough money where I could do that if I wanted to. And maybe I should do it a little more often, but just generally I don't buy like a nice steak unless it's a, unless it's a special occasion. Same thing with like breakfast meats. I really don't buy like bacon and sausage very often unless I'm making pizzas or, or, you know, something where other people are coming over or, you know, we're wanting to kind of have like uh, maybe a weekend morning breakfast. We'll do something a little special, but just during the week, your sausages and bacons, they have so much more fat in them and cost you know two three times as much as any other kind of protein so i generally don't buy those i love seafood we don't buy a ton of it but we have been finding like we didn't know where the section was in the store over by the seafood section but we've been finding where they put the salmon at, when they market 50 percent off there's nothing wrong with it it's just like hey we got to sell it today kind of thing we can get salmon for like 450 a pound versus like You nine, $10 a pound. and So then that kind of still more expensive than our typical proteins, but we also generally don't eat quite as much volume of it when we eat it. So it kind of evens out.
1: So I know you mentioned you don't typically buy stuff if you're going to put it in the freezer. So let's say chickens has a crazy sale. Let's just say it's like a dollar a pound. I don't even know if that happens. (laughs) That's probably happened before and I'm sure you capitalized on it. But if you've got like five pounds of chicken or 10 pounds of chicken, are you like cooking all of that at once and then just filling up a bunch of Tupperware for the entire week for meal prep? Or how does that work?
0: Yeah, so it's funny. This is pretty timely because literally last night, for whatever reason, I just like could not sleep. And we just went grocery shopping yesterday. And I was like, I mean, if I can't sleep anyway, I might as well get up and be productive. So I got up (laughs) at like four o'clock this morning and I cooked probably nine, maybe close to 10 pounds of chicken two pounds of turkey, probably 10 pounds of broccoli. And then I cooked like seven sweet potatoes. And it's honestly very little work. I didn't dirty up the kitchen just because the way I do it. I've got a really big cutting board and I place all my chicken out. I season it on both sides. I've got this little ninja foodie grill thing that I love. Took me two runs to go through it because I had like eight really big chicken breasts. But I don't really do anything. It's got a temperature probe. I throw it in there tells you when to flip it flip it it tastes just like it came off the grill it's really good throw two big sheet pans into the oven full of broccoli and then a sheet pan full of sweet potatoes and then in between stuff like while things are just cooking I cook my turkey on the on the stovetop and so before I even went to the gym this morning I had food cooked for me and Leslie for the week all the main things that we needed obviously you know we can take that add a little something to it you know mix it up a little bit but those staples like the the real foundation of the meals were all done before I even went to the gym at seven this morning.
1: Wow. That is a productive morning. I'm glad I asked (laughs) in terms of tools like apps. I know you mentioned some of these stores, I'm guessing most stores have their own app at this point. It's 2023. Is that the only tool that you're using? Like you individually logging on to like Randall's and HEB, or is there like, I don't know, like a central app that tells you different stores that have deals in your area?
0: Yeah. So like now I pretty much just can use the store ones because I happen to live next to like the two best stores and it's really not that much competition with those two. But when I've lived in other cities, like when I lived in Boston or when I lived in Colorado Springs, there's an app called Flip that has two Ps, F-L-I-P-P. And it allows you to just go through and scroll all the different weekly ads. So you don't have to worry about like, did I am I getting one sent to my mailbox or I don't have to go Google it. Like they're just all there. You can also like circle things with it and kind of create shopping lists, but really I just used it so I could quickly scan that front page. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not thumbing through 10 pages of sale papers and looking at every little thing. It takes me about 10 seconds to know whether or not that store is worth going to, because all I'm looking at is that top half of that first page. And so the flip app makes that really easy to quickly scan through the stores. If you're in a location where maybe there's a lot of variety of stores and sometimes one has a lot of sales and one doesn't.
1: It sounds like you've really kind of honed in on simplifying your meals. I know you're cooking all these things in bulk before you even woke up and went to the gym today. You had like 12 pounds of meat, two trays of broccoli all done. Are you like really intentional about keeping things simple? Because I think we've talked about this before. A lot of people will add like you know 25 ingredients for one dinner and then the dinner becomes super expensive. It probably doesn't taste that much better than a four ingredient dinner. So I guess, how are you making things taste good and spicing things up? I'm guessing it's not just bland chicken, bland broccoli and bland other vegetables and meats. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a a big key is not overcomplicating your meals. I mean, it's always fun to, you know, find the recipe off a website that's got those, you know, 15 ingredients and cooking it one night is like more of an experience, but you're just day in, day out cooking You know, really all you need utensil kind of wise is like a sharp knife, a cutting board and like a a silicone spatula, like a nonstick pan. Like you don't need a lot of crazy gadgets or or your crazy kitchenware. And then for like seasoning and things like that, just a few different kind of all purpose seasonings. Like I like to have like a Creole all purpose seasoning, maybe something that's might be labeled as like a brisket rub or maybe I'll have more of like a fajita seasoning type thing. And garlic powder, I put garlic powder on everything. There's like salt and pepper and olive oil. And you could really cook almost anything with that. You know, there's always other little things you can add in, like a soy sauce or a mustard, which are both cheap and aren't really adding any calories. But when you start buying all these specialty sauces and these specialty garnishes and little ingredients, that that's where things tend to get you. And it also gets so much more complicated. And then when you start making things complicated, you stop cooking. And when you stop cooking you start eating out. And that's when your budget really gets away from you. And that's when your nutrition really gets away from you.
1: I actually love that you just said that because I remember growing up, you'd go into anyone's like spice cabinet or their fridge, and they'd have like a zillion spices, a zillion sauces. And you're like, what the hell? Like, there's no (laughs) way people use this many sauces. And Lauren hates me for this. But once I open a sauce, and I'm a big hot sauce guy, like I have to continue to use that sauce until it's done. I'm like such a optimizer, clean plate club person. So like I opened a sauce last week. I'm going to continue to use that one sauce until it's all the way done. I cannot fathom the people that have like 74 sauces in their fridge door and then have like 150 spices in their spice cabinet. (laughs) I know people are like probably shaking their head thinking I'm crazy, but I don't understand you people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then as I guess like a little bonus thing, if you do have a sweet tooth like I do, there are some things like I mentioned with like the protein powders that you can do that are really fun like the other night i had some you know i call like some spare calories like i keep up with my calories and i had not had enough calories that day so we did have some reese's puffs in the pantry from (laughs) like my birthday that leslie got me and so like i make a chocolate protein shake i throw a little pb fit in there i put some reese's puffs in there like slice of a banana in there and it's like now all of a sudden you've got this like giant bowl of basically ice cream but it's (laughs) actually got protein in it The Reese's Puff obviously pushes the calories up, but you can get all kinds of different flavors of protein. So I've got this Fruity Pebble flavored protein. You take that, just almond milk and ice and then slice up some strawberries in it. And it's delicious. Like it is, it's not like I'm sacrificing anything as far as dessert goes. I feel like I get to have ice cream at least once a day, every day. And that makes me so happy because I have such a sweet tooth. And if I didn't do that, then I would get really strong cravings for other things and I would end up, you know, just going down a rabbit hole of Oreos and whatever. So (laughs) I know myself well enough to know that I do have a problem. I'm addicted to it, but I can kind of pacify it with some healthy things. And so for those who are like interested in some of the things we talked about today for not just the actual price part, but the nutrition part, there's so many similarities to like budgeting. And I would always, I would recommend people just try to take a week or two and write down everything that you're eating you know, use some apps, Google it, whatever, look up the calories, get you, if you have a little food scale, that's a really nice, like, you know, extra level to go to for just a couple weeks, just so you can kind of train your brain and your eyes to see like, what is a serving size really? Like when it says a half a cup, like, do you actually know what that looks like on your plate? What it feels like when you pick it up? Do you know how many calories you ate that day? And once you do that for a couple weeks, Now you've kind of retrained your brain to what a normal day should look like. It's the same thing that happens with our budgets where when we actually start writing down all of our expenses, we'll start to see money that's going out that maybe we didn't even realize was going out and we'll start naturally making changes just because we're paying attention now.
1: It's that miscellaneous category you always talk about when it comes to budgeting. (laughs) I think a lot of people have very large miscellaneous eating categories where they're like snacking and they don't even realize that you know, that candy bar had 300 calories and all of a sudden they're eating like 3,500 calories and wondering why they're not losing weight at the gym. So yeah, I think that's a great point. There's so many parallels to budgeting and fitness. It's, it's kind of a day in day out thing. Like you're not going to notice a difference. If you have a really clean eating day tomorrow, you're not going to notice a difference. if You have a great Monday day tomorrow, but over years and years, you'll notice a huge difference. So I love that parallel. And as you guys can tell, Justin is just starving himself, not enjoying his food whatsoever, eating only rice and beans. That's the only way you could possibly have a grocery bill average of $107 per month. But no, seriously, Thank you, Justin, for kind of sharing your grocery budget with all of us. I know it was eye-opening to me and it kind of, once we break it down into the numbers, it's like irrefutable. People can say, oh, that's not possible. All they want on the internet over a tweet or whatever. But when we you know, spend 40 minutes going line by line kind of through the budget and what things cost, like you can actually see how this is possible. So yeah, thank you for letting us pick your brain and go through your grocery budget. For those who are interested in this episode, fiveshow.com slash grocery. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you again for taking the time to listen to another episode of the five show. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, the best way to do that is to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, share this with a friend. And also don't forget, you can find 200 plus episodes and all the information you'd ever want to have about these episodes over at the Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button because that way every Wednesday, you can have our latest episode delivered straight to your phone until next time.